You're tuning in to Pastar Prime, a show powered by Squad Locker. Here are your hosts, retired Astros minor league star Tip Fairchild and former Patriots All-Pro Center Dan Copen. <laughs> You're sideways. You start this already, Max. This Just do that the whole time, Josh. The whole time. All right. All right. No, you're you you're actually it? sideways. There you go. Perfect. Did you dress up? Painful. Sorry. Hey, did you dress My up? Fault. You're dressed up right now. Uh, for you guys, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Nice. Look at Dan. He's got this. He just played at Juan Moisa. Look at this hoodie that he has on. They, he bought this in the pro shop. RLX with a logo with a hood. It's So if you buy in the pro fire. shop, does that mean you're allowed to wear it on the course? I think they're still in between winter rules and because it was like 45 when we went out today. Right. So, so it wasn't a problem. It, and I feel like we were fed today. What were they? Wasn't it supposed, wasn't it supposed to be nice? It was. Yeah. Well, what, it basically jumped up 15 degrees in about 15 minutes. It was fucking freezing yeah. for two hours, and then it just got warm. Yeah. The sun didn't come out to like 11 was, or something like that. <laughs> when I was coming into work today, I, my half a mile drive, it was sleeting. Yeah. <laughs> it was like slamming my windshield. So so, so where are you guys? We're in Warwick. We're in, in the office. office. We're in New oh, York City. Okay. We go live to it, you it from Rockefeller Center. It would easy for me to just come in there. I thought you guys were still like big mask people or something. Well, it's like it's yeah, – well, I mean, no, you got to pick up the kids, so – well, next time, next time we'll bring you in live. We'll yeah. go live. We would require a vaccine uh, <laughs> yeah, identification, yeah, identification a, a vaccine passport. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Guys, close your ears. Nice. Oh no, we have two beers with us. We're good. Right, yeah, good. yeah. Uh, right. We're actually we're, this is going to be live. We're in just going to go. So <laughs> this, all, right, all this ahead. pre. We're just going to uh, go because you coming in horizontal. Was what hilarious. episode is this? Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Episode twenty-one. Hey, everybody. Welcome yeah. to Past Our Prime, episode 21. He's Tip, I'm Dan, coming at you. Yep. We're just going to get into it. We're going straight into it. Let's we've just got, go. Let's we've just, got, I, I actually find it better and more interesting when we just talk to absolutely. guests. And this guy yeah. is making the podcast rounds. I, oh, I, he's I, a superstar. Splitting chicklets. Or yeah. splitting chick, chicklets. Splitting chicklets. Spitting, spitting chicklets. Spitting chicklets. Um, and then he's on Far From Par. He's yeah, like, you're a like a regular. Yeah, you're on there all the time. You're like a golf. Is it your voice? Or is it your face? You have a face you have a face. Do you want to introduce him first or no? Yeah, Josh Hennessy, pro hockey player. <laughs> A.K.A. Uh, Henny. Somehow you're young. Like, I don't understand how you, you played for 25 years pro, basically, and you're not 40 yet. <laughs> so is that how it works in, in hockey? I mean, I know we're going to get into that career path, but uh, you're a middle-aged 30s guy, but you've got a 20-year career whoa, under whoa, your belt. Whoa, 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 middle-aged. Well, no, middle middle thirties guy, mid thirties guy. We can't, we can't talk. We mess mess yeah, stuff, we mess up stuff up all, all the time. time. Yeah, we don't cut That's anything either. So, oh, well, good. if you say something uh, you want, I'm to glad cut. you guys are drinking because I was going to put it in like a, a solid, um, like a yeti. Mm, but no. now I can just leave it in, which is nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what was your question? I forgot. How, why did I? Yeah, 20, did I, 25 year well, pro in your your mid age thirties. Yeah. Well, how how did you play so long? professionally and still be retired now under 40 and playing golf every day. How does that happen in hockey? <laughs> Tell everybody I play golf every day. Um, <laughs> Cause then they're going to want to know what my handicap is. I didn't go to college. So mm-hmm. that helps. Got it. Uh, or it helps you <laughs> squeak in a few more years on the front end, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. So my pro career was 13 years. 
I turned pro at 20 out of um, Canadian major junior hockey. So, uh, but I moved technically, I didn't play in college. According to the NCAA, when you, if you go play major junior in Canada, that's considered professional because you get paid a little bit. So I, college is out the window for me at 16 um, because I, I moved to Quebec city. I was drafted by a team up there and um, you, you technically you, you get paid. So, but it's still junior hockey. I wouldn't call it professional, but it's, um, Anyway, that was how. So I would say, if you wanted to stretch it, I could. You could say seventeen years. I got paid to play, and you get paid when you're a sixteen year old in hockey. That's I did. I did. You personally? You, you personally? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. So a little bit. Yeah. Got it. So on paper, um, as a sixteen year old, I think I was making fifty four bucks Canadian a week, which mm, living right you can't even. Like you can't, that's not even like if you buy two movie tickets, like you buy one for your girlfriend, like she can't have any popcorn. That was my, that was my double A salary, by the way. (laughs) Same number. (laughs) You guys get get owed from what I hear. Yeah, Yeah, that was my double A salary. Um, And then um, I want to say the team was paying my dad as a scout and I don't know how much scouting he did. Did he? Um, we'll leave it at that. Well, I mean, technically, yeah, he yeah. did. He probably sent the film up to him, so yeah. he, he probably did the job. Yeah, yeah, he sent film of me, and then yeah. the um, Earl Woods, the Earl Woods of uh, junior hockey. Yeah, exactly. He yeah. set me up in the high chair in the garage while he was shooting pucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How how does that work? I mean, because I think it's sort of. I mean, it used to be a big junior program and that's how you get into NHL and uh, maybe the Russian leagues, but has it switched a little bit to where now players are using the college now as that type of junior program? And if it is switched, do you, do um, do you want to go back and do college? I would have liked to have done both to be honest with you, because I have no regrets. I had an unbelievable experience and pretty unique for American guys or especially New England guys, more, it's more common in the Midwest that guys go to the OHL because they go to Ontario or the Western League where it's English-speaking. Mm. It's rare to do what I did because it's predominantly French-speaking where I went. Um, so most New England prospects obviously play end up playing at one of the New England hockey schools. Um, I wish I could have experienced both, but I had an awesome time, and it worked out for me um, personally. I promised my mom that I would get a degree at some point, so I lied. Um, high school degree or college degree? <laughs> my, my high school diploma is in the mail. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, it was it was good for me. I don't regret it at all. Would it have been cool to experience both? Um, yes, but um, absolutely no regrets. Now, mm-hmm. if it's if my boys are ever faced with that. Um, it's going to be a tough call. But, um, I have a stats question for you. First stat that I saw. Sure. Um, it says, now I'm guessing, I'm assuming this has to be with skates on and fully clothed and we're padded. We're hockey, not golf, right? Yeah, we're doing hockey. Well, uh, we'll, says, we'll get the golf. It says six foot 201. Six foot Where? 201. That is your actual size on uh, hockey. I mean, all the sites oh, are different. 200, Baseball. 201 two, pounds? 201 pounds. Yeah. Six foot 201. Are you saying that's big or small? Yeah, I'm trying to figure that out too. You're not six foot two oh one. We I play golf with you every other or week. Or I stopped playing. Dan lost a hundred pounds since he stopped playing. So you were two oh one when Thank you, you were playing? Honey. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> lost that's that's why right. this XLRLX yeah, thing can the, fit the, right the, now. The question I have though is did you grow three inches too? Or 
I am exactly six feet tall. Yeah, I think you are actually. I won't bust your balls too much on that. I think you are I six feet. I am. I know. Like, are you that much taller than me? How tall are you? No, I'm six two. I tower over you, but it's, just, you're more. Taller. You're more than two hundred, though. I'm more than two hundred for sure. <laughs> like, I lose a quarter of an inch with every triple bogey I make. I mm, think in people's okay. eyes. Gotcha. Uh, no, I'm I'm six feet. So you played at two hundred pounds, then? You were, I did, I mean, I would. That was like, it was like the opposite of boxers. I like wanted to look bigger, so I would. I would drink three gallons of water and beef up to two, 200 to weigh in on the okay. first day of camp, and then I would play at 190. Okay, so that's that stat actually, makes that, a little more sense. That's actually kind of smart. If they're not setting a weight limit, hey, yeah. you know, show the weight early on. Now I can play like this, and you're playing probably faster than yeah. a 200-pound guy. Hey, what, I, 200 is a good weight but nobody, but nobody cares anymore. So I, I think I was right. like at the tail end of the generation where, or the last generation where they're like, get bigger, get stronger, get meaner. Mm-hmm. Um, probably would have been easier for me to not have to worry about it because I spent so much time lifting that in hindsight was useless. Um, <laughs> yeah. And play, players, like hours and hours of my life, days, oh, who knows how much time in my life, um, just so I could like crush all the testing and training camp. And then it's like, you know, so you hit like what they want you to hit for like how many pull-ups you can do. And then yeah. you go on the ice and everything's out the window, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, Dan has play. a different, your weight limit testing or whatever it was, you had to weigh in and then you had to stay there. You were fine, right? Well, yeah. No, it, but you couldn't go above or below or something? I it mean, was something it, weird. It was basically where you get, or no, even in college too, the head coach would talk to the strength trainer. Then they'd talk to uh, the doctors mm-hmm. and, and the um, – the medical people, and it would be just, hey, all three people, how, you know, your offensive line coach or whatever position coach is like, what's his best weight? You know, I mean, yep. get the input. And then if you are, they set the bar or they set the weight, you get the letter in the mail, here's your report date, here's your reporting weight. Mm-hmm. And then back then with the CBA, when I was, it was like 500 bucks a pound per day if you were so you were not. If you direction? were over, Henny, I'm not even joking. Some guys are, I mean, I don't want to lose, for two pounds, I don't want to lose a thousand bucks a day, right? Or <laughs> right. guys that are like 10 pounds, that's five grand. Guys are in, <laughs> yeah, we, unbelievable. You so what re- do you do? Yeah. Just, you just, what do those guys do? No, just, so you report like it, in the sauna? You, you report at eight in the morning and then mm-hmm. at 10 o'clock you're running your conditioning test. So they're in there at five or six in the morning in the sauna before a conditioning right. test. Like, so if you ate a big yeah. pancake so breakfast, you're in trouble. Or if you well, just no, didn't I mean, go to the bathroom, you don't, obviously. Well, if you're if you know close, that. if yeah. you're close, you know where you got to be. Yeah. But those guys overweight are in there sucking weight in a sauna two hours before they <laughs> got run healthy. run the conditioning test. That's not healthy. Yeah, to save like two to ten grand. Yeah, which I makes mean, sense. I wouldn't it, want to pay it, that. It, it does make sense, yeah. but it, you know, oh, is you, that you're going to pull your hamstring that, a lot. For skill positions, is that for the like it's, ball handlers too? Yeah, every every guy gets that letter in the mail and what their weight's supposed to be. You know, obviously for those you know smaller guys, it's is that not what you call ball handlers. I don't know. I what did you say, ball handlers? I said smaller guys. Yeah, skill positions. No, he said ball handlers. I'm not well, saying that was not guy. skilled. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know I what you, you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. No, everybody gets the letter. Everybody, everybody gets, gets the, the weight, and everybody's on the same page. We just have fat so What camp. if you're light? Light's fine. Okay. Light's fine. It just can't be over. Hmm. Okay. How was it? All right, so let's get back to you. Not, enough about me. Yeah, enough about you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what, uh, I just I, – I always found that story so going up So going up to Quebec – at that young of age, no parents, right? No parents. They dropped me off. I did like the sad wave through the bus window and they were leaving. Um, and then you went immediately to the bar. And then I went 
strip club. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 Straight, straight across the street. <laughs> With your $54. Yeah. <laughs> no, kidding. Um, no, we, um, yeah, I lived with the host family, basically. So okay. um, I lived, ended up living with a couple of host families. Um, I was a lot to handle at that age, I think. And then, uh, but the family that I lived with the majority of the time for the last two and a, two and a half seasons, um, we stayed close with and still in touch with, and they were awesome. So it, it became comfortable, but it was tough right, right out of the gate. Um, they, there are only so many English speaking families. Um, so my, my first year they had to put me with a family that completely spoke English, um, which was fine. But then they kind of like the next year I, I learned a little French for the next year, they have to like cycle in the new, like English speaking rookie. So mm-hmm. it's always that, that same family. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it, it was really awesome. I would say the first four, four or five months before Christmas, there was huge, um, culture shock, life shock, um, adjustment. And then, and I wasn't playing well. You kind of, you realize you're not quite as good as you thought you were. And, and then I, um, um, I came back from Christmas and I started scoring and the next three and a half years were awesome. Hmm. And then, so Quebec went to Milton Academy first, blue yep. and blue and orange, right? Cause we traded golf Mustang. bags. You've got the, the Mustangs and I'm a Mustang too. Okay. Mustangs are yep. important. So Milton Academy, Quebec, and then drafted, you played with Ottawa, the Bruins, you played in the KHL, right? So you got you're all yeah. over the place. You got a goal. You got a goal in the NHL. So that's that's important. I got one, right? I feel funny when I say like, oh, when I scored my first goal, because then people assume there was a second. <laughs> it's first and last. <laughs> I also don't want to say when I scored my goal, because then it's just you know. Was it, you, was you, it an nice empty netter? Yeah, yeah, empty yeah. netter. Was, empty was it netter? an empty netter? <laughs> no, but it was. Um, um, I've scored more difficult goals, put it that way. <laughs> yeah, got it, got it. So I don't, think, I don't think it made the um, top ten sports center, but didn't didn't make the highlight reel. Got it. Uh, so, you know, you have draft day. How is that different with so hockey? I feel like people get drafted and then they still play somewhere for multiple years. Sometimes that's yep. baseball. Like you get drafted, you can't do anything unless you're playing for that team, right? Like unless yep. if you sign, you have to go. Football, I'm assuming, yeah. is the same thing. Yeah. Right, like you yep. sign, you're gone. You're like yep. your eligibility, uh, your eligibility, Elig- eligibility, Elig- eligibility. Spell it. Spell it. No way, <laughs> eligibility is gone. Right, you're playing. Like you're done. You can't go back yep. to college. How NHL feels totally different because you see people like yeah. you could be drafted and still play college for like a year or two. Right? Is that is that right or am I wrong there? Longer than that. Yeah. So Long- you usually get drafted at. Um, I think it might recently change. When I was playing, um, for whatever reason, you would get drafted at 18 as a Canadian. And 19, if you were in the in the U.S. hockey pro, so if, if it was for most guys, and it was either your senior or high school, freshman year or college for American guys. But if you went and played major junior, you were actually eligible a year earlier, which mm-hmm. that was part of the reason I went. Also, um, I think that has since changed. I think you now now American guys can get drafted that at 18 also. Um, but yeah, you they keep they just they have your rights, is is what mm-hmm. they call it. So for a college kid. I believe they have your rights until you, until three months after your senior year or something, you know, the three months or after your senior season of college. Mm-hmm. Um, now a lot of cases guys don't finish or, or they, they come out early, yep. uh, you know, because the team wants to get them in the system, but you, you don't have to and they keep your rights. Yeah. So what, what I've, there was a, 
in a lot of ways, when I was younger or when I was coming up, it was actually better for a lot of guys to not get drafted if they're going to go to college. If you're going to have a good college career, um, you know, and come out at 22 and you're, and you're, you're with this one team or, you know, and that's the only opportunity you have because they have your rights versus coming out as a free agent. If you just had a great senior year and you can go wherever you want and wherever there's an opportunity to play right away. So that was in kind of an interesting dynamic to hockey where it was almost, you're almost better off not getting drafted if, unless you were kind of surefire. And then the, but for Canadians and I, you know, got grouped with the Canadians playing up there. Um, you get drafted, um, the year you turn 18 and they can keep your rights for two full years. So basically, essentially by the time you're, you're done with junior, then they have to decide whether they're going to sign you or not. Um, and then if they don't, you become, you can, you can actually go back in the draft and then you would become a free agent if you don't get drafted again. So when you get drafted, so when very you get drafted, you, yeah, it's very super confusing. confusing. So I, confused. I like thank you. Yeah. Thank, you. Yeah. thank you for making that very clear for us. <laughs> uh, so when um, you get yes. drafted, you were gone. Question, yes. They draft you and they keep yeah. your rights for a number of years without then, having to do anything. They don't have to sign you. They don't have to, mm, you, you can't, got it. you can't put a gun to their head and say, sign me at an earlier point. When you got drafted, did you leave right away? Or did you hang in there for a little no, while? No, so you, but you can go to training camp is the thing. for So the, because we already are technically pros in Major Junior, mm-hmm. um, you can go to camp and make the team. Mm-hmm. So if you, you go to training camp, you get drafted from Canada. If you happen to make the team, which is there's only a few guys a year that do that as 18-year-olds, you know, typically the top few picks. And then – but if you don't, there's a deal between the NHL – and the Canadian Hockey League, that if you if you don't make the NHL club while you're still eligible to play junior, you have to go back to junior. You can't go to the American League. Got so it. they can't send minors. They have to send you to the Canadian Junior League, which which keeps that, that league very, very strong. So mm-hmm. does that league basically play with the NHL season? Because you see colleges, like you said, you know yeah. these guys finish up the Frozen Four, what, March, somewhere around there. Right. Now you're they, seeing those guys in the NHL now. Spencer Knight, mm-hmm. for example. Yeah. Right. playing now so if the world or the the canadian juniors they probably play that whole time and then they, then they have to wait for training camp yeah exactly so okay. we we almost we would almost mirror the nhl season okay and number of games also so i think colleges are playing 30 to 40 games so we were playing 72 plus full four you know to, to win the junior league it's the same as the nhl it's four best of seven series oh that's pretty cool let's talk training camp yeah. though let's talk training camp because Training camp is you hated training camp. Hate, hate. hate. I loved spring training because all you do is golf, especially when you're a pitcher. You don't do anything. You just get in the sun, yeah. and hang out for a couple hours. Is hockey training camp like? Is that a tough thing? You don't hear much about hockey training camp, like the the hot stove with baseball. But like hockey training camp, is that is yeah. that a, is that a walk in the park for you, or is that a, is that a difficult uh, time? Um, it was difficult. You know, testing day sucks. You know, one of either the first or second day is usually you know, and all the conditioning and strength tests are. So that's something that you obviously dread, you know, you kind of train all summer to try to hit your numbers and then, you know, hopefully you do. So they don't give you a hard time. Um, but then it's not that long and you, you, you start playing exhibition games pretty quickly. And I think with the most recent CBA, it's even been shortened mm-hmm. that you almost, I think on the, th- the fourth or fifth day, you're, you're playing exhibition games. So um, you kind of hit, the 
like the cadence is kind of the same as the regular season other than the, the testing on the first two or three days. But beyond the first two or three days, it's, it's kind of business as usual. You're expected to be in shape. So it's not like they're trying to get you in shape. Got it. Um, if you're not in shape. You can send down, you know, the first round of cuts. So, um, but then they, they, they cut guys periodically. So then guys kind of filter into the American league camps. Um, so there's a trickle down effect. So the American league camps start at the same time. So the first day of the AHL camp for the Providence Bruins, for example, is like predominantly guys, you know, all but two or three guys are not actually going to make the Providence Bruins. They're going to get pushed to double a as the guys filter down from, from Boston, for example. Um, so, you know, and then, um, they make the last couple of cuts the night, the night before the season starts pretty much. Got it. I but no, it's not as, it, it's not as grueling, like come here and, get tortured and get in shape rushes like that the nhl is not like that. no you guys i mean i've, I've been around hockey guys guys especially being at boston college and and you know how good they have been and how good of players that they've had and being around those guys even with new england going to an off-site facility um and training guys there's a lot of hockey guys coming in you guys you guys do you guys like to practice i mean i it seems fun I, I, I asked somebody else and they, they gave me the answer where it's like, okay, you only have basically as you grow up, you have a certain time limit on the ice and everybody's fighting for ice time. I get it. I get yeah. it. So you got to get out there, but it seems like you guys have fun when you're practicing. It's yes. Like football, yes. football sucks practicing. Right. I remember sucks. that from high school. Like I, you know, I, I started to play football in high school before I moved to Canada. And I remember just standing around in football practice and it's either like miserable or standing around. And there's like no in between. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so, I'm going to go hit this 350 pound guy. And, and that's, that's my day. Yeah. But you guys are skating yeah. around, you're playing with pucks, you're shooting on the goalie, you know, yeah. playing a little three so, bar. Is that a, I, that's yeah, a thing? I, yeah. I, can, exactly I can do my uh, Irish accent. Is that play what game called rebound at the end? It's awesome. Yeah. And, yeah. and now the more that, um, practices in North America anyway, the way they treat it because you play, you play, you play fewer games in Europe and there's more practicing and they're longer and they're still a little bit old school over there. But with all the science now on, on like rest and recovery and most, most teams, you guys are hooked up to the heart, heart rate monitors connected to the iPads and yeah. they're checking your heart rate in between every drill. Just in, in my last year, there were cases where they'd be like, Hey, take it easy. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, cause too much. you know, Man. they can tell it's yeah. working that your body's just not, not recovering how they want it to. Um, so it's not, I mean, you skate every day and skating is just so demanding anyway. I mean, if you skate all out for 30 seconds, you're gassed. So you don't have to be out there for very long to, to get what you need, um, conditioning wise. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, an hour practice nowadays in the NHL or AHL is, is, is long. Really? So, and, and yes, it's fun. If the team's doing well, it's really fun. If you are a star player and the team's doing well, it's like going to an amusement park every day. Um, the guys who are fringe guys, which I was most of the time, um, practice is still stressful because you only have that 45 minutes to make an impression and try to get in the lineup. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a little more of a job in that respect. But for the studs on a good team, it's like it's a joke. You might as well be playing golf. Got it. Got it. So you went to Russia, too. And you have some incredible Russia stories on a couple podcasts, and I've heard you tell a few of them anyway. And I'm worried, like, I'm always worried you're going to get kidnapped maybe by some of the stories that you've told. <laughs> but over there, you had a story about when you met the owner of, I can't remember what team it was, Josh, so you, you could tell me, but 
He, yeah. You met him. He was a tiny guy. He had a backwards Toronto hat on. Had a had a big, huge hooded sweatshirt on, or something that yeah. said like "Rock Aware." I can't remember yeah. exactly, but that's a whole different ball game over there, right? I mean, are you, well, you're not, look, by making you tell that you're not um, helping my prospects of not getting kidnapped? <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to maybe tell that exact story, but yeah. you know, the, don't worry. There's the, not that many people listening. The, you're fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The KHL compared to the NHL. Um, Biggest difference is, uh, you know, I, it, maybe like being scared to death if you lose. Is that no. it, or is it? <laughs> no, what, I guess the biggest difference is, um, oh god, there's so many culture. Obviously, the culture is is just a is just a huge one. So you mentioned training camp right out of the gate. Training camp in the KHL is awful. Um, I remember landing in my first year. I was lucky landed and uh, my visa got held up. So by the time I got there, we were three games into the regular season. So I had no training camp and it, it, that honestly benefited me because I was used to like that by that time, like, you know, energy management and, you know, practice was more recovery than you were playing so many games. And your sticks were so, stolen, right? From the airport, but that the sticks, your sticks were stolen yes, already yep, before the start of the season. Ne- yep. never, never to be found. That's uh, those are somewhere. Those are on pond hockey uh, all over the place in Russia it's right like now. Like an entire men's league team in Russia somewhere. <laughs> that has, they have all Hennessy sticks. Yep, absolutely. Um, and then the so the following year, every time with the same team. And the following year, we went back for camp. And right away, I remember getting <laughs> late at night. You get in, like long trip to Moscow. We were kind of on like the outskirts of Moscow get in the very next day team plane takes us to Slovenia. So I'm like, you know, assuming we're bringing our hockey gear and they're like, you know, I'm packing my stuff and they're like, no, you just need basically like, you know, work out just gym shorts, t-shirts and sneakers. Um, so the first two plus weeks we were on top of a mountain in Slovenia, just like running and doing push-ups and it's Rocky, Rocky, stuff, right? like, Rocky yeah. scene. Yeah. 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 Barrel drills and not even weights. Like honestly, there was a track, so they would, they they kind of just try to, they push your limits. So you're talking six hours a day, and that was something I had never done. Um, so I, I kind of broke down, a, you know, pretty pretty quickly. My body was, I was just hurt. I pulled every hip flexor groin you could pull because we don't we don't really run to train for hockey over yep. here. Yep. You, you rinse, but there's not unless you have to cut weight. Nobody's really running because we know now it's it's tough on your knees and it doesn't translate that well in my opinion to hockey. So I had never run any, I didn't run further than, you know, like a 40 yard dash. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they're like, run up that mountain and be back by dinner mm-hmm. or you're not eating. <laughs> like, well, yeah, you don't get food. <laughs> no, you have to kill your food and bring it back down with you. Yeah. <laughs> you eat what um, you kill. But they yep. treat very well. So we stayed at, it, it was essentially, it was like a five star ski resort and this mountain, obviously it's the summer. Um, so you, you, you know, you're eating well, you get treated well, but the, it's just a completely different mentality. Um, I think they, they, they didn't expect you to show up ready for the season. It was, they thought it was their job to get you ready. Um, so that was different. And then, I mean, hockey wise, the big ice makes a huge difference in style of play. Yeah. Um, right. How, how was the language language barrier? Did, were the coaches speaking Russian or, I mean, oh, yeah. how did that work? Yeah. But yeah. My first year, our coach didn't, wouldn't say hello in English only spoke Russian. So our goalie coach had played a little bit in the NHL Russian guy would, was um, he would sit next to the few that year. I think we had, we had three American guys 
and two Canadians. And we would, you know, huddle next to each other in team meetings and the goalie coach would be translating for us. Oh God. That's uh, good. That, that's just another layer. That's a pain well, in and the like, ass. so, so we've had some guys on and like one of my best friends played in the big leagues. And then during the, during the winter, a lot of times they play in like Venezuela or Dominican or something like that. And they'll go down and like, they literally just go to play, go immediately back to the American resort after yeah. they don't yeah. go out for a minute, you know, outside of the stadium yeah. and outside of security. I'm assuming yeah. that's not the case in Russia. I don't know. I mean, are you walking around with guards and, you know, security all the time? Or is it more, um, do you have a little bit more, well, you can go to a restaurant? Are you protected over there, you know, because you play well, on the certain reason teams? we were protected, the, my first couple of years, the first team I played on, the guy you mentioned, was <laughs> essentially most people in the town feared him. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the hockey guys were kind of, were grouped in with that. So there were no nobody would bother us right at all um i had absolutely no issues with that i would go to the mall by myself i would go out to eat by myself i was by myself a lot for sure um i lived in a hotel where there were entire you know there would be a week where i was like one of maybe three guests in the entire building um the, you know the, the restaurant would be open any time of day and i would go in there and there's nobody there and you know, and I would sit down, it's like all of a sudden there are five people waiting on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was weird. And then, um, but it was different. I mean, there are definitely like, there's like, you know, iron gates around the parking lot of the hotel. You have to get buzzed in. You can't, um, it was, it was different. I, I didn't feel unsafe. It was, it was an adventure for sure. But I, I, I didn't really feel that. Um, what about the talent compared to the NHL? Just as just as, as hockey good. talent, right? Yeah, hockey talent. Hockey yeah. talent. Uh, yeah. Just <laughs> okay. He, hockey he just talent. said he didn't see anybody for three weeks. We're we're talking yeah. hockey now. <laughs> hockey talent. Okay. Yeah. Um, no. So the NHL is by, is the best league in the world. I, I usually it, it, it's my opinion that there are you know if there are seven hundred and fifty players in the NHL approximately, I think you have clearly the two hundred best players in the world at any given time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think everybody else is almost interchangeable with another 1500 guys around the world that, um, you know, if, if you replace them with those guys, nobody would notice the difference in the product on the ice. Right. Um, so there's a ton of good hockey players in Russia that you'll never hear about. Um, you know, you, there'll be a few KHL guys who have never played a game in the NHL that are on the Russian Olympic team that make it over Russian NHLers. Right. And that's different reasons. Um, but they they very much respect their own league. So if you do really well over there as a Russian guy, you're in the conversation yeah. for the world champion teams, um, the Olympics. And then, um, you know, Sweden, I would say, Sweden, in my opinion, has, I, I don't mean to jump countries on you, but just oh, talking fine. outside the NHL, um, the highest concentration of really, really good hockey players that you'll never hear about. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are only 10 million people in the whole country. And they're considered a top four power hockey hockey powerhouse, so they compete with uh, with us, Russia, Canada, um, Finland. Obviously, is in that category too. But um, you know, with with a ten million person population, um, what about pretty, the what about the fans? Who's got the best fans? Yeah, they're passionate. So Russia is a mixed bag. So um, Russia, if you go to um, Saint Petersburg, is Saint Petersburg has an NHL payroll, so that's probably the most lucrative place to play outside of the NHL. Um, they sell out every game, you know, a 
comparable, you know, feels like an NHL game in terms of atmosphere, um, nice arena, nice city. And then, you know, you'll play some sleepy games in some small towns where the rink only holds 4,000 people. And um, actually those can be cool too, if they're sold yeah. out, Yeah, like going back to, you know, junior or high school. Um, but it's, it's real it's really mixed bag. So there's, there's kind of no, um, you know, across the board standard on this needs to be your rank. This needs to be, um, you know, so there, there are different levels in the KHL. So, it, it, you know, there's a team, um, what's it called? I think it was Nova Kuznets. You know how to say it. it was, they have no expectations ever of if they made the playoffs, you know, there'd be a parade. Um, so it's not as competitive in terms of like when St. Petersburg or CSK Moscow, the top, you know, Red Sox Yankees play, the last place team, there is no chance that they don't win. Right. Not, it's it's a different level. Um, You know, the next season they might pluck the best three players off that team (laughs) to come with them. But that team based on, on pure, just on finances stays where they are. So you have rich teams and less, less rich teams. And it's really hard for the teams because there's no salary cap as far as I know or minimum. So it's, it's difficult for the, you know, the, the, the less wealthy teams to compete. So you have a few teams that are, that have, that struggle to, uh, to ever make the playoffs. And then you have kind of the same four or five teams that you always see at the top of the league. And that's just about money. What's a black ace. Can you give me the black ace you're, definition? Yeah. You know, I know that you are like, you're like an all time yeah. black ace, but like, I think the, I think the listeners that don't or the viewers I don't, don't know, understand. I don't what know what it a black is. Ace is. I wrote a book but, that might be called black ace. Um, a black ace is a taxi squad for the playoffs for an NHL team. So if you were a bubble, you know, injury call-up guy for the NHL team during the season, mm-hmm. um, and you could, you know, be serviceable in an NHL playoff game if they need in case of injury, and your and your AHL team is eliminated, they need to keep those guys in shape. So the AHL team gets knocked out. You don't make the playoffs. So you lose in the first round. The NHL team's still going. The NHL team adds you, you know, they bring you on the roster to, because they have to keep, you know, a crop of guys in yep. shape in case of injury. So that's basically what a black ace is. And it, it'll usually consist of a couple veteran guys with some NHL experience, um, you know, that they know could, you know, like I said, be serviceable. Yeah. And then they only want to use you in an emergency practice squad, a little bit of like practice <laughs> I mean, squad. They right? want to keep you in shape. But in some cases it's young guys that just haven't quite made it yet and, and will eventually make it. Um, so some, you know, a lot of their, a lot of their good prospects would be there. Usually right. they want the, the young kids there as black aces to see it. Oh, just so, to get a taste. You know, okay. So there's a group that's going to taste. Yeah. So yeah. it's, uh, it's um, kind of like triple A. Oh, they're pra- they're practicing with yeah. that group. They're just not suiting up. Right, right. You're well, in the you practice box, right? Are you in the? You in a box? Don't want to use a distraction. So, you, what the funny part about a black ace is, it's actually so much fun because you can you get a sense of how far away you are from playing. Right. So, at once uh, Otto went to the finals in 2006 in 2007, and I had played some games during the year. So, I was on the you know I was a black ace. I was up for the playoffs, and you know, we went all the way to the finals. We were there for almost two, I guess, yeah, two full months. But we were just, we played 45 rounds of golf. We were going out four nights a week mm-hmm. um, because you got the sense that you weren't anywhere close to playing. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah, you, like you you're the, probably not going to have to put a uniform on. 
you're, you're right. there. You're there to a hang point out. Where a couple in, you know, there, there was an injury that kind of might have been my role, and they came up and told me. And the coaches know what's going on. They know you're going out. They don't really expect not to. Right. Right. So they, they, they came up and were like, "Hey, take it easy this week. <laughs> we're getting <laughs> close here." Um, Got him. And so that's the funny part about being a black ace. But you live in a hotel with your buddies. You know, there's usually, I don't know, six or eight guys. And um, not a lot is expected of you unless you're really close um, to playing based on injury. Um, you know, and there were a couple of times I was a black ace where I was, you know, pretty, I don't know, we would have had to have like a pandemic or something for me to play. So. Yeah, got it. So there's yeah. a lot of terms in hockey. I wrote a few down. We need some definitions here. Um, you know, we've talked, Dan, we've talked to some baseball guys. We, you know, we learned like what getting like like raked is. Shoving and, it. Yeah, shoving, you know, a lot of terms. So hockey, we, I mean, we've got selly, clapper, suitcase. So would you consider yourself a little bit of a suitcase? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So suitcase means you, you know, you're, it's always packed. You could be going city to city. Like you could be getting traded team to team, right? Like, you know, you're, you're a suitcase, right? Or Is that accurate? Country to country. Country to country. You're on the move. You're on know, the move. If, you're reading, if you have my stats pulled up, I don't know how many teams I played for, but it was quite a few. Um, well, I got one name, Neftahimic. Oh, yeah. Nef- what if? Nef- Nef- yeah, that that's. That's, I hope you never have to go there for any reason. Okay, all right. So Max wrote it on the board here to see if I could pronounce it. I nailed it. I want so, you to do, so do the whole, do, do the whole the thing. Yeah. Neftahimic Niz... Nizhnikamsk Neftahimic. Can't even see it. It's behind no. our ring light over here. So that's <laughs> giving us this beautiful tan. Can you not ever so, say we have a ring light again? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Speaking of terminology, um, that, that was my last year in the KHL. So that was, um, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that was a little bit dark for me. I was, I, I was away from my family and stuff. And, um, I think I, I overstayed a year too long in the KHL. Financial for me, that's where, I, you know, that was the opportunity I had to make the most money yeah. outside of the NHL. So I felt like I had to do it. Um, and not that I, sh- I'm, it probably wasn't as, as bad as I remembered. Some guys play there for a while and, and like it and do really great. And and you actually get treated well, but um, just having kids and having been away that long, it's, it was, I was, um, yeah. I was getting worn down a little bit. So I was happy to get out of there when I did. What's a grocery stick. <laughs> Is that a, that I wrote, I'm telling you, I hear these all the time because I grew up in Maine, you yeah. know, obviously big hockey area. I didn't, I don't even know how to stop on skates though. But I've been Grocery around stick. this world my whole life, and I've heard all these terms, and I'm always like, what does that even mean? You sure you didn't know. Google that up? No, no. Like, a grocery hey, stick. No, he's going to know grocery stick. What's grocery it's, stick? It's if, you, if you're not playing much, mm-hmm. if you don't get much ice time, so the, the defense are on one end of the bench and the forwards on the other, right? So if you're in the middle, you're the divider. You're the grocery stick. So that yep. means, so when you come off the ice, typically you kind of you come off, and then you – you would slide back towards the door mm-hmm. as the lines change where you're getting closer to your shift again. Yep. And if you don't move in either direction, it means you're not playing. So you're the, you're the, grocery 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 you're the divider on, on yeah. the conveyor belt. That's a great, that means if you're, if you're forward and the guy to your immediate left is a defenseman, you are the grocery stick. Perfect. Grocery stick. Uh, I mean, we yeah. hear, we hear Whitney say it on spin chicks all the time. Pigeon. Um, yeah. What's a pigeon? A pigeon is just like somebody beneath you. It's You're just, just kind of like <laughs> okay. Got it. Uh, pi- what about a pylon? A uh, cone would be a, ba- a defenseman uh, that's not very mobile, and you can skate around him like he's a pylon. Okay. Like you wouldn't practice 
Yeah, we've got used, we've used cone before. We've used, okay. Yeah. So a sieve, I mean, we know that that's like a goalie that, you know, like just literally goalie. lets everything in the net, right? Holds it up. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you talk about salads, um, you know, what's another hair term? You know, everybody talks lettuce. about lettuce. There you go. <laughs> salad. Is it salad or is it lettuce? Yeah. I might have made that up. Did I make that up? Is that both. a new term? No. Okay, both. All right. I, I saw this one, lip sweater. What's a lip sweater? Do you know what that I is? I don't know. It's a, must, it's a mustache. No, it's a mustache. Years. I know what it is. It's a mustache. Oh, a lip sweater. Yeah. I, I've never heard that. Makes term. sense. So you know, we, we nailed a bunch of them there. Um, dusty. I mean, we're talking dusty all the time because we're listening to Far From Par with you guys. Is that a hockey thing yeah. or is that a golf thing? Dusty duster. Duster is like could be. I would say it's not that used that often in hockey, but it would okay. be not a great player. Do we miss I any? Think, yeah, I think it's probably just a Hutt and Terrence thing. I, think I really think be. it's a far, far from bar thing. No, I, I've I seen actually, it. Yeah, I've heard he, it. But he, it, he, it he seems like it. he uses that word way too much where it doesn't mean yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, it, it means good and bad. Like on his um, tone, it, it could be good in some cases. Right. But, um, Absolutely. Yeah, I would say not, Dusty is not good in any sport, if I had to guess. Hey, you um, want, do you want to take a break? No, we do the ad read real quick. Let's take a break. Josh, so... As we're going right now, we're doing an ad read mid mid interview. It's the first time we've done this. Um, so because <laughs> we got sponsors, business, we're powered. Uh, so Josh is in the uh, you know he's in the um, real estate. He's a real estate mogul now, basically That's property what? management. So if he has a company, he's looking for like logos on it, you know, squad. Or locker. even if he's on the golf course, he could. He's on the golf he course. Could, he, he could pull up the he the website. The yeah, store. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, uh, have you ever lost an item? Like if you're an athlete, if you ever lost a jersey, you need a new one. Maybe it, maybe one. it stayed in the KHL. Right, absolutely. You need you need a, an eight piece pack as a hockey player. You know you can buy that from us. Ships direct to home. Uh, we've got the online stores. You can put a mix of custom sublimated printed and embroidered items. I can't believe I have to read this. I say this twenty seven times a day to our sales team, but I'm I'm rolling through it right now. Uh, all in one spot. It's always open. There's no order minimums. Players, parents, fans, they can buy it. Ships directly to your home. Squadlocker.com slash suit up. That is active more. now, right? It's active. We're active. It's active. active. We're actually there. Hey, so Henny will like it because we got CCM now. So we actually hung up some CCM items for this interview only. Which is I don't a, know. Is that a bad thing? Are you a Bauer guy? You're a Bauer guy probably, right? Guys, give me one sec. Yep. Oh, no. Yep. All right, oh, we'll pause, go back. We'll go back. Well, no, we'll go pause. back to our ad read. <laughs> we'll go back to the ad read. Good idea. The, um, yeah, let me uh, I'll you, mute myself. Sorry. Oh, good. We'll just continue good, the good. ad. Just let this roll, Max. Um, CCM. Yes. Which is a killer big, hockey brand. Yeah. Coming back into the mix, right? We're going to have CCM in the stores. Uh, travel suits, rink suits. The You know what? The favorite thing that I have, you know, Dan, I don't know if I can reach it because I got my headphones on. I don't know. Can they see this, Max, on the YouTube? Zip up, like, oh, the, yeah. the, the tie oh, no, that hoodie. Yeah, yeah. CCM tie hoodie, unbelievable! All that stuff's going to be live in like two weeks in with Squad Locker. I got so, the uh, the t shirts are comfortable too. You said that the t shirts are comfortable, so are, I'm assuming the, the dryland stuff. You know, the t shirts, the shorts, the lace up hoodie, the sweats. Yeah, that's all good. By the way, it's getting hot in here. I'm starting to get a little bead. <laughs> See a little. What is it? What is it? The lip sweater. The lip sweater. (laughs) I'm getting a little bit of a bead going right now. And Josh is cutting down trees at his house. So this is perfect. We should do this in the middle of these interviews all the time. Like when we do a little ad read. Here he comes back Mm -hmm. right now. Can you hear that? What? Is the trees cutting down? No, I can't hear it. I can't. You said the neighbors were going nuts, though. 
But, no, but, but Tip's lip sweater is really beating oh, up I'm right getting, now. I'm getting hot in this room. We gotta open the, lip the door. The lip sweater is working a little air in um, here. Um, you said, Steve, can you guys, you're doing the, the ad reads in the, on the gear. We're done um, with the ad read now, but yeah. I, I might have to have like a jersey made up to. We could do that for you. Pretend. I don't have an actual jersey from playing the NHL, which is really silly because. The last time I got sent down, I just figured I was coming back, and I never did. How do you like sublimated? Let's get you a we'll sublimated. Get you, we'll, we'll get, get you a sublimated, sublimated jersey. Though. It's going to go in glass it's anyway, perfect. right? You're going to hang it up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but we all right, can't done. Um, tell anybody. So when your podcast gets huge, you got to yeah. delete this episode. Well, it's, it's already huge. From, We're going to be so dead by then, so don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, already, <laughs> it's already huge. As long as long as we get what eight to twelve, eight to twelve listeners a week. I mean, we're we're winning in our in our space. We, that, that that's that's, that's progress. Hey, so the balls, our favorite thing forward. that we have from CCM, Josh. You know, and, and you could have been a, a Bauer guy, but there's two major brands in hockey. It's Bauer yeah. and CCM all day. I was CCM. You um, CCM? Yeah, somewhat by default because in the American League, they told us we had no choice. <laughs> yeah, got it. <laughs> got nothing, it. But there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with their stuff. But we didn't have the same options. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you get called up, you get to pick and choose. But um, CCM typically sponsors the american league so um that actually you guys might be interested there's there's stick exemptions so if you're one of the star players in the american league team or like a, a veteran you know one of the better players um i think you could have three so like three guys on the team can use whatever sticks they want and everybody else has to use ccm oh okay. got it makes sense but Let's it's talk. not bad stuff. It's just those guys yeah. get to choose. Yeah. No, that we do. Sense. I mean, the ring sense. suit, the CCM yeah. ring suits are going to sell like wildfire for us this year. That's a big, big deal. I yeah. mean, we have probably 15,000 hockey teams with squad lockers. So yeah. there's a lot of a lot of business there to be had on that side. Well, it's Bauer CCM, right? That's and one the, of the fact two. that they can get CCM delivered to their door with okay. their team logo or their, uh, their hockey association, which is a good thing. Speaking of that, Josh, what... All right, so you got young kids now. The boys are. Yeah. Are you are picking you, up at four o'clock? By the way, are the? No, I'm off the hook. That was part of my pause. Oh, oh nice. there we go. Well, now we got them for a little bit longer. Are they are all the kids hockey players, or no, what? So what? Because it's a very demanding sport, as you know. It's very demand. Well, you know, on on parents, yes. Yeah, um, it, it my never boys stops. are playing. They're only seven, and they're still. And they were in house league last year, so we were at just a you know one rink. Um you know, cross-ice scrimmage twice a week, uh, which I'm not, I don't subscribe to, I don't think that we need to get that nuts right now Mm -hmm. with seven-year-olds. Some, I know a lot of parents are intense about, you know, getting them on a travel team or some kind of AAA or higher level team at this age, which I think is a little bit silly. Um, But my girls were older, so it was partly timing and I don't know if not that girl, my sister was a good hockey player. So it's not that I wouldn't have liked them to play. Um, they just, I was still playing um, mm-hmm. when my girls would have started and I just didn't have time. My wife's yeah. not a hockey person. I could barely get her to come to my own games. Um, and by the time the boys came around, I was kind of ready to get back into it. So coaching in the future. Yes. I help out now when I, when I, when I'm there, but um I, this is might sound bad. I don't really want to coach them until I can really add something to somebody else. So w- when they get a little bit better and have the capacity to absorb a little bit more, mm-hmm. I think I'll enjoy that right now. It's nice to right now. My boys listen to other people more than they listen to me. <laughs> or if, if I'm out there, they kind of 
they look for, they fall, they want me to help them get up. And, and when I'm not out there, they actually do better. They get a little bit more independent. So I think I'll end up coaching when they're, when they're older um, and get to a little bit higher level where I can teach them the stuff that I think maybe somebody else can't. But at this point, they're, they're babies. Yeah, the they coaching go, thing is hard gotta, when well, you're a player too because like good players don't always make good coaches. Like that's obvious. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. and me, I remember when right when I got done, I started coaching like all these select teams that were in Rhode Island, and like people were paying big bucks for this stuff. And I just was like, was getting asked to, like, hey, can you go take this team to Atlanta or can you take this team to wherever and coach them? I'm like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, shit, I don't even know all the rules. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> like, I only played one position. What yeah, else? so wait a minute. Like, what do you mean a double switch? I don't know how to do that. Like, what, can't we just have a D8? Like, I'm not sure. And then a parent, like, was mad because their kid didn't catch a game, like, got in my face and, like, wanted to go. And I was like, guess what? I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> right. So, well, so it just, that was it, you know? I do not want, I, I, I'm a pretty laid back guy. That's, I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah, that no, that's. I'm, uh, I'm not I, interested maybe at all. I'll put on the bench because I don't have to hear everything that's said in the stands. Um, but if I don't know, I picture myself hiding in the corner. You're going to hide in the deal. corner, but you're still going to hear those other parents, which is going to drive right. you absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm not sure. looking forward to that. There are there are some crazy crazy hockey people. Yeah, who probably know nothing. Right. Some I, of well, them. in my yeah. I mean, I would say like. Like this area in general, people kind of know what they're talking about. Like they care a lot, and not that, and they, they don't always know what they're talking about in terms. They might they're probably a lot of the time unrealistic about their own kid, right? But they, a lot of people do know the game. They do. They get <laughs> so, you know what they get mad at the ref. That's who. Right. That's who right. the gets ref, the like brunt of it. Old kid. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, some kid out there just getting buried by parents <laughs> right. in the stands. It's like six dads in the stands. Yeah. It's like you know half cocked. Yelling yeah. at him. He gets the skate yeah. and he gets a hot dog. And, like, that's all his pay right. is. He's getting screamed right. at. So, did, did you play yeah. other sports growing up or was it just hockey? Yeah, I played um, oh, baseball and football um, until I until I moved to Canada at 16. So, until, until sophomore year of high school, I guess. There's uh, a new passion. I, There's a new passion uh, now, though, of yours. And that's what I wanted to get into to, you know – Really, real really estate. ask some questions here. Well, real estate, yeah, but um, <laughs> well, he does real estate on the course. Yeah, and, golf. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Right. So, so that's, that, that's all I'm good for out there. Golf. I mean, so we play a bunch. Josh is at yeah. my club, so we we play a lot. Uh, we just played this past weekend. ABCD. Uh, very interesting. I haven't told you the story yet, Josh, but uh, my D player teed off, hit the ball three feet, grabbed the ball, reteed it. Hit it, striped it, teed it up again the fairway. I'm not kidding. No, he didn't. Dude, I had a wave back to the team. Name was, him. Name I, him right now. I can't, I can't. Dude, it was wild. It was a wild experience in my in my in my group where I was waving back to the group behind us like I got this, guys. Like I'm pretty sure. Know, we'll, I'm pretty we'll, sure I, at that moment he forgot his name. Yeah, it was a very interesting, um, very interesting you guys, tournament. Did you fun. guys use his six for four on the card? Absolutely the, not. I had to like team. pay attention to the card actually for the first time in a while. Like normally, you know, I mean, we play a lot of pretty organized games with a lot of people who know the rules. So yeah. that was a different different event uh, for sure. <laughs> but uh, I mean, we've played in we've played in a ton of different tournaments. And one of the things I was going to mention, one of my favorite stories so far of Josh playing golf with his his partner in the four day um like to like to you know we had a few drinks you know quite a few drinks during the four day a lot of people end up leaving four cars there by the end of the uh event four days is a long long time time. it's a long time that's a day too long but you're 
Yeah. Yeah. What was your buddy's last name again? What was your buddy's last name again? Do we want to name him? I don't know. It depends how bad the story is. No, I've it's about the backwards shirt. Telling <laughs> of how I am as a partner. So, so we show up on uh, the last day. Both of our teams are out of it. You know, and, and first of all, Josh steps up. We're through teed off 16. First shot of the day, he almost holds it out. Remember you had like, you were like an inch from a hole in one in that yes, four day? Unbelievable. Now, yeah, now I very clearly remember. Remember this, remember this story? Yeah. So then we play like four holes and I'm, I see his partner and like, I'm, you know, I'm a gear guy. So I'm always in the apparel and I'm like, he's got his shirt on backwards. <laughs> no, inside out. Inside out, inside out. Like, so he's got a shirt on inside out. The tag's hanging, like, the logo's the wrong way. It's got the backing on it and polo, everything. Polo shirt. Polo shirt. Oh, That's yeah. hard to do. So I waited. Oh, well, it's not hard to do when you were in that physical state of his partner. <laughs> so I waited to, for, like, four holes, and finally I was like, man, like, I'm pretty sure your shirt's on inside okay. out. And he was like, I might just leave it. <laughs> left, it the, <laughs> left it the whole day. So, you know, we have that tournament going. Uh, we're out there a lot, Josh. Like, I always, and we've said this to like every, you know, we've had Danny Woodhead on, who's he's a plus three handicap, and you know we talked to Hutt and those guys. Hockey players can play golf. Yes, it's they're very very good at golf. Like there's there's another guy in Providence, Eaton, I think. I can't remember. He's at Kirkbray. He's like a zero <laughs> handicap. Yeah. I can't yeah. remember his his name exactly, but there's you have one of the best swings at the club. You're left handed. You've got a great swing. We yep. got to get that handicap down, and it can what, be. What is you it? Have what great is, hands around the green? You can pot like you can do all kinds what, of stuff. What, what is the handicap right now? I'm at twelve now, but that was only because I had a good round last weekend. It was bad. It is bad. Um, I don't have an answer for you other than a lot of demons in my head. It's just demons. So, is that what it is? See, I don't get because I've I've heard you on Chicklets, and then you know with mm-hmm. Far from Par. Here's a guy that's played at the top level of his sport right mm-hmm. against yeah. the top guys can forget about what happened in the past and move on what do we yep. have to do now why the hell can't you do that in golf because when you talk to them it's like my mind is all over the place i'm thinking about five million different things oh, every it. swing yeah. why, right. why can't you just focus on two three things and just to go because yep. your mind can do it it's ex- exactly i think so for me, it's trusting my swing. Like you said, I have a good swing. Other people say that. And for some reason, I'm so critical. My, I always hated seeing myself on video, even in hockey. I, I thought it's almost like the first time you hear your voice. So I don't know if you guys. Same thing. You know, no yeah. doubt. If you, and, t- you and, and tip sits closer to the camera too. So yeah, you know, so you, I looked like twice as fat as Dan, even though I'm 50 pounds <laughs> less than him. Maybe yeah. 20. Not, but even like, even like um, video session after, you know, the day after a game, I would, I was always like, oh, is that what I look like when I skate? And now nobody else is that critical of you. Um, so the worst thing that ever happened to me was I t- took a golf lesson and saw myself on video, and I love to watch golf. And I was like, wait a second. I don't look like those guys on TV. <laughs> it close. looks awful. Yeah, I don't I, finish so, my so, swing like that. You look like you're in kind <laughs> so, of good shape or whatever. Yeah, no, that's is the it, thing. Like, he, 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 he can move. Is he it like, because like, I get what you're saying about watching yourself on film. I hate it. But it wasn't because – I was looking at me. It was more because I was looking. I was waiting for the play that I messed up on, and I'm just right. like wait. Like I, I could care less yeah. about the good plays. Could care yeah. less if I come out of a game. Yeah. I know the two plays that I messed up on. Regardless right. yeah. if we won or lost, I'm thinking about the film room the next day, thinking I'm just gonna get. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get screamed at for this. I'm yeah. gonna get killed for this. That's it's, the yeah. problem. And that's and I think and you and probably the same. You know, you're so good at your position that. 
and kind of a lot of people are that way where you don't you don't even remember your good plays like you said or maybe you remember them but you know you, that you, you feel barely, like you're just doing barely. I'm I was that way in hockey so when I scored they typically which is hard to do uh, you know save a few guys in the world uh, it was almost like a relief more than like joy it was just like okay that's what I'm supposed to be doing yeah. you know okay. <laughs> yeah um, not, you know I still have a job that's good. Um, and then in golf, I'm kind of the same way mentally, which is not, I don't think is, is a very bad thing for golf is that I don't remember my good shots. I don't, like it's, it's almost that same, like, Oh, you're a professional athlete. You're supposed to do that. And then I remember every ball I've ever hit into the pond on five. Yeah. You know, what's so, funny though. You're right. <laughs> though, John. Five, like, don't do that. <laughs> you're you're yeah. right though. Actually not, I also I mean, birdie that whole, you know, yeah, so yeah. it's like, remember the birdie. It's, um, I don't know so what it is. It's, it's not a hard shot. You're, you're, you put water in front of you and your mind plays tricks on Bro, but he's dead on, though, because you know when you just put a swing on it sometimes and then you hit a ball and you see that it's, like, right where you want it to go? You almost yeah. let out, like, a... You know what I mean? Like, that actually happens yeah. sometimes to me. We're just like, yes. You know? Like, Fine, finally. Right. And, yeah. and that, that makes a lot of sense because it's not all the time. No. We're, like, pitching, you know, you might go... You might go four or five innings where you're, like, just throwing it, like, wherever you want. And it's like... Shoom, 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 you know, like, you're on. And it's like, no problem. Like yeah. golf, it's not like that for us because it's not our actual sport, But right? it's also, too, I mean, because he's playing and he's coming off, he, you know, retired three years ago or yeah. whatever yeah. it is. I mean, that's the grind, right? right. And you want to get back to that consistency and you could be great on one swing. The next swing, it's like, where the hell did it go, come yeah. from? And that's the mental grind that you have in the competition with yourself. That It doesn't yeah. even matter if I'm playing with anybody. Right. You know, yeah. I just you want, I just want to get better each day. Yeah. And I want my bad day to be still fun. And, right. I'm, and I'm part of myself. My, my window is so big on how I could play <laughs> yep. that, you know, I, I have, once you know that you're capable of something and then you don't do it consistently, it becomes frustrating. So it's just been a couple, I'll get, I'll, I'll get better. We'll, I've we'll get seen we'll the get window wide open and I've seen it closed. I've seen it on both <laughs> sides of your game. And like when you're on the, like there's no better player to have as your partner than you when you're like, in a decent spot because you're a 12 handicap, but you can go out there and like light it up. You know what I well, mean? I could so, any hole, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you've got great hands. So you're like around the green, you're like, this guy's at least not going to jab it and it's going to like go in the water again. You know, like it's going to be okay. Like we're going to be all right. That's the beauty of the 12. Cause that guy can birdie, like you said, any hole. Yeah. And Maybe the guy, exactly. and the guy that's, that's very and dangerous. The, and the guy that's playing at a three, he's getting nine shots or whatever yeah, no, it is. It's that's dangerous. That's hard to compete with that all day yeah. long. It's dangerous. Very dangerous. So guys, I, I uh, now I have to get the kids. Yeah. Well, we're good. So let's go Sorry. get the kids. Um, but I will, I will, um, I'm, I'm happy to come back on anytime you need another. Um, maybe, you can, maybe, test. maybe if you show the vaccine card, you can come in. We'll, we'd uh, like to have you in here. Stand outside the window. Yeah, that'd <laughs> yeah, be awesome. We can have you out, right outside the window door. That's a perfect thing. So, hey, we'll have you on again. Uh, good chatting. Are you going to come to San Diego to the to the Dust Cup that Hut has? Have you seen? Have you heard about this yet? I haven't. He mentioned. Yet. He mentioned your name, my name, and Dan's name. Have you Have you heard of it? It's in the head, though, right? Golf? No, no, the Dust Cup. It's yes. in. It, you've heard. Make of it, it happen. All right, good. Just, just. Are you guys going? Yes. Yes. Really? Yeah. All right. Let's. let's November. We we'll talk out. about it. Right. <laughs> later. I'm going to take, take my PXGs and my Jordans and shove them up their ass. <laughs> See you, Henny. <Nice. laughs> later. Sounds good. See you, buddy. That was fun. That was good. You want to do a? You want to do an intro?
No, I think we, we don't need to, that. right? I mean, we can right, we, we can cut it whenever you want. Oh, we're still we're, going? Yeah, we can go. <laughs> we're still going. I think we're good. <laughs> Let's leave it in, Max. Leave it in. A little little behind the scenes. That was fun. Action. That was heavy. I mean, that, that means... um let me give you let me give you a hypothetical. I wrote down a hypothetical. I want I wanted to ask him. Hypothetical. Okay. Jeez, I can't talk today. Um 10 million bucks. Okay? Oh, no. I think you, yeah, okay, go ahead. 10 million bucks cash. Yep. Tax free. Okay? Yep. <clears throat> Say that it's actually actually like bags. You can put it wherever you want. Gotcha. In 24 hours you got to run 100 miles. 24 hours. Yep. 100 miles. If you don't do it, you go to jail for 10 years. Run or walk or just travel? You got to do 100 miles. Just travel 100 miles. By foot. By, by foot, foot, not yeah, by bike. I got you. You don't do it, you do 10 years in jail. Yeah. Do you take the bet? 800. We figured out um, it's f- – Max, you might have to do some quick math so, here for I mean, me. So t- t- um, I think I figured out it was like 13-minute miles, something like that. Right. For well, a day. If you, do, if you do 10 minutes, right, that's – that's ten. That's a thousand. Trying to do this math. This is a math. No, test ten. That's a thousand minutes, right? It's, uh, you do ten minute miles. That's a thousand minutes. Yeah, divided by twenty four is do what thirteen. That's thirteen hundred. Thirteen hundred. I don't. I, I'm not going to take. I don't think I can do it. So I tried. To Dude, I try. I try. I tried to do how many? Yeah. I tried to do a hundred when we were doing the bike challenge. Oh, I know what it was. It's four hundred laps around a track. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I tried to do. I tried track. to do a hundred during our bike challenge mm-hmm. multiple times. I only got to seventy. I know. Then you're going twenty. And now, miles an and hour. now I'm thinking about the bike, and you're yeah. yeah. I I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to pass on. I don't think I can do it. So do this, Max. Right. So four hundred laps is what that is because four mile four a mile is four laps. So. 400 laps, you'd have to run a lap, I think, in like four minutes, something like that. One I think lap. It's around one lap minutes. in four minutes. So, like, that's not cooking. No, because but you can, can you keep that pace right. for 24 hours is the question. You know, you got to imagine you're going to go to the bathroom a couple of times. So that knocks <laughs> off five minutes. A couple. Right? That's 10 minutes gone. That's three laps, two laps. Would you take that bet? I don't think so. <laughs> I'm on the fence. I don't man. think so. I don't think. I don't. I'm think on I the fence because I'm wondering if the adrenaline. You just go out there and you bang down like 50. Like, well, 50 laps isn't enough. Can you go out there and bang down like 100 laps and then like take a take a break? Nope. I I, I can't go out there and bang down 100 laps. Like Put 10 that mil is on the line. That's torture. Cash. We're not even talking about 100. We're talking about 400. <laughs> We're talking about four times. I that. know, but like your rest could just be walking, right? And like oh, four minutes. I'm not going to stop moving if I have to. Right. Right. What do the listeners think? Do the primers? The primers might need to respond on something, Max. I don't know how we. Uh, I don't know how we get them the primers, to respond. But still, I, I got that hypothetical by. Um, it's a by, good hypothetical by, by my friend Steve. I don't th- I'm going to say no. I, I I would turn that hypothetical down. Okay. All right, you're going to turn that down. I'm going to say I'm not going to participate. I, I just don't think I can do a hundred miles. Okay. In a day. All right. So. Dan saying no. I'm gonna say you're on the fence. You're not even saying yes. Like no, hey, I'm, gonna I'm, gonna say gonna, no. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. Because you said it's not worth ten years of my life. You said you'd die on the bike to beat me, and uh, 
Well, you sort of gave up. Yeah, I mean, we, we can do we that. Can. We'll do that challenge again when I'm in the right <laughs> mental state. I don't, I don't do that challenge again. <laughs> Give me when I'm healthy, and, I, and it's, it's game on. I was doing that with a broken ticker. Well, you, so you got the doctor's visit coming <laughs> yeah, up. I, the, I do have a doctor's appointment on Thursday, so we got a lot going on with that. We'll maybe we'll get some uh, performance enhancing drugs to be able to take Dan on for the next challenge. <laughs> we're gonna start. Yeah. we're gonna start drug testing before the next challenge. Um, so the. No team of the week this week, but we have them coming up next week because I know I got a couple submissions. So team of the week's gonna be next week. We those, might do two. We yeah, might do two. That was, um, that was fun with Henny though. Henny. So we play golf all the time. Like we said, he. I mean, he played forever, fifteen years, seventeen years, or something like that. I mean, yeah. so and he's only thirty six or seven years old. I think you were the same age. So. Uh, been in the NHL though, which is awesome. Yeah, it's cool. You know, like you got the, I don't know if you get to keep the puck. I would keep the puck if I was him. I'm sure he's got a puck. You know, you got the goal right right on the thing. He never the really explained how he got the one goal though. It was against a bad goalie. I know that. If you're still, but if yeah. you're in the NHL, it's a good yeah, goalie. Yeah, you're good. Come goalie. on. Exactly. So, but he's, uh, by the way, listen to him on Spitting Chicklets and a couple other, and, and Far From Par, because he just, like, chops it up with, with the guys, and he's got some pretty good stories um, on their on their stuff. So um, what's up? Is there anything coming up for us at all? We have anything, anything crazy coming up, Dan? We're playing golf, which is great. You know, it's starting to get a little warmer, even though it snowed this morning. No, it was, it was be, cold. And, and it I think was it's like 68 degrees right now. It was cold. I mean, I got yeah. a nice purchase at the pro shop for you got a beautiful 40, new 40, 48, and I'm 48 a, degrees this morning. So, so I'm wearing another another ad. Zero. Right here. I get a zero restriction jacket on here, fully waterproof. These things are going in stores <laughs> It's going right to need it from your uh, lip. Uh, <laughs> lip <laughs> no, no, no. Right these now. things breathe. These things oh, breathe. So I'm not even sweating under here. Lip. Lip what? I wrote it down. Lip sweater. Lip sweater. The beads are going to be falling on it pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, that's I think that's a wrap for episode 21. I like it. We'll talk to you next time. Fastar Prime is brought to you by Squad Locker. Squad Locker is your one-stop shop for custom team apparel, delivered right to your front door. Learn more by visiting squadlocker.com.